This podcast is a production of East Texas Broadcasting. Find more at EastTexasRadio.com. Welcome to Red River Valley Today, a public service of East Texas Broadcasting, where we talk about people who make this a great place to live. Here's your host, Eric Kaufman. Our guest this morning is Rebecca Peavy, Executive Director of Children's Advocacy Center. Are you an Executive Director? I am. Okay. I am. You got Most it right. everybody's an Executive Director. I'm usually safe with that one. That's a good one, yeah. But there are a few that are... There's a few that are, have a little bit more creative titles. <laughs> it's like, I, people, are, I'm a market manager in, because I handle the Paris market where mm-hmm. it's over Springs and Mount Pleasant. But people kind of like marketing manager and like general manager. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, they know what that is. They're not not so sure what marketing. marketing. What does that mean? So anyway, back to the topic. Big event coming up. Yes, huge. One of my faves of the year. Yay! Sweetheart soirée. I'm so excited. Now, when is it? It is Saturday, February 11th. Okay, good. So it's the Saturday that everybody should be it's celebrating this, Valentine's. Exactly. We always do it the Saturday before Valentine's Day, just it's for that reason. Day before, right? It has. It has. So it which. You know, works out great the years it does, but the years it doesn't, it's always, you know, it's always sort of the date night before Valentine's Day. Okay. How much are tickets? Tickets are $100 each. And then we also have sponsorships available. So, oh, yeah. Still sponsorships. Yes. So, and probably still auction donations. Auction donations, both live and silent. Um, so, yeah, people live, contact us and I we'll figure it out. I have a slight live auction budget. You I mean, sl- silent auction budget. I have a. I do not have a live auction. Like five dollar silent auction budget. What is no, it? No, no. I mean, I, a little bit more for my, for a couple of my favorite events. <laughs> okay, I, good. I'll do 50. Oh, look at you! And I've actually scored some stuff. So good. I like it. Uh, so, entertainment, food. Oh Inter- yeah, and the ticket includes. It's not just the seat. No, it's not. It's entertainment. It's it's a date. It's a, it's a date. It's on a a date. Paper. Yeah, it's got it. We've got dinner. We've got dancing. We've got beer and wine. Complimentary. We've got. It's just going to be a great night overall. So it's a perfect like all in one do it yourself date night. And we get so busy, you also get to see people maybe you haven't seen in a minute. You the way do. It works out, and you call yeah. Them up and- Oh, yeah. Half it's just, of it's, it's just, just a good time. It is. It is. You see everybody you know. You catch up with people. It's just, it's an overall wonderful event. Now, now I understand why. I thought you were putting off being able to talk about food for the interview. She was. <laughs> she thought she was coming in to record a commercial. <laughs> uh-huh. Surprise. Uh, so now that totally makes sense. But as long as you're here. Yeah, what, no, let's what, talk what about it. We are eating. So um, Crawford's Hole in the Wall is going to do our food this year. Um, and, of course, they always do a tremendous job. So mm-hmm. we're doing um, – so let me start with the band is Mixed Society. They're one of our local bands here in town. And we're going for, like, a vintage jazz nightclub-y feel. Like so it. it's going to be a little different. Exactly. A little different than our typical soiree with the big wedding band that's, you know, loud and – all of that. We're 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 planning for a little bit more um intimate, quiet, you know, lower like key event, if that makes sense. So um we're also gonna do a little bit of the menu's gonna be have some hints of Cajun inspired okay. flavors. So not full out, but um, we're gonna have a salmon dish, we're gonna have a chicken dish, both of which have some Cajun flavors to it. Um I think they're even cooking up some appetizers like boudin balls which i'm probably going to say wrong no, you said um, right. okay good and and uh benets for dessert and so it's a couple of you know louisiana inspired that'll be good items not not everything will be louisiana inspired they'll still have all of our 
um, favorites and good stuff. So It'll great be fun. food, some great adult food, beverages, adult good time, beverages. chance to dance a little bit if you want to. Oh yeah, yeah. and oh. then and then some tremendous auction items that we'll be yes. talking about more as we get closer to. The yes, end. we will. We've got some 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 fun ones, some different ones, and then some old, some kind of favorites that we're known to always have, especially for our live auction coming in. So we'll, we'll have talk the, about that. The more. silent auction Texas Ranger tickets. I saw. And all That's of our seats, be by the way, if you ever go to an event because we donate as many tickets as we can to the mm-hmm. events and nonprofits, uh, especially before the season starts for the next year. Okay. For those that know, yeah. you'll get a certificate and then all the tickets are e-tickets. Anyway, you'll get tickets. I only get tickets for uh, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, for the most good. Part. That helps. So that way nobody has to worry about yep. it. Uh, they're always, but no, this is what I want you to know. They're, they're all lower level seats. Really? We used to have a certain section we always had, but they move it around and, but they're all great seats. So, uh, we'll kind of transition. We'll come back. We'll circle back on how to get the tickets at the end of the program, but we haven't talked since the fall, I guess. Mm-hmm. And COVID provided an interesting time for mm-hmm. what it is y'all do. Mm-hmm. And now we're in this strange kind of hybrid world where, I mean, COVID's still a factor, but everybody's yeah. pretty much ignoring it. Yeah. So pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so did things go back to normal for you or did we stay higher? So things are finally kind of going back to normal for us. So during COVID, um, our numbers went through the roof. And yeah. then last year, Which our really numbers. was fortunate. You and I talked was. about that it was fortunate. Because yes. It, it, it was set up to be the opposite where because it wasn't going to be reported. Exactly. Much. That was our fear. And I think some of the bigger cities were seeing that um, because in some of the bigger cities, teachers are number one re- reporters of child abuse. And so in our community, that was our biggest fear, thinking that, right. you know, teachers, school's out or kids are home. Teachers aren't going to be able to report. But we had the exact opposite. We had, you know, everyone else picked up the slack and we had one of our the biggest years we ever had serving kids. And then last year, it was it was still elevated numbers. Um, this I'm sorry, last year, I'm still in 2022. Like it's 20. I'm still thinking oh, it's so 2022. 2021, yeah, okay. 2021 no, 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 the last was still elevated. Yeah. And then last year, we basically are kind of back down to pre-COVID numbers. Thank goodness. Which is, and again, the job that you have is one of those that, and you've said this before, I wish I didn't have this job. Mm-hmm, I wish, exactly. I wish this didn't need, there wasn't a need for this. Oh, yeah. We'd love to work ourselves out of the job. Unfortunately, we know that's not right now. It's just, and it's. So it's the way it is. Yeah, it's just the way it is. So. Uh, everything, how how are things uh, operating? Uh, there have been no big changes in the district attorney's office. Of course, Gary's still the DA. Gary's still the DA. They are still doing a tremendous job um, prosecuting cases, getting big convictions on the cases that we're involved in, and they're just, they always do a phenomenal job. We have a very, that 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 part of the Lamar County system, mm-hmm. the district attorney's office, mm-hmm. I mean, they just do a great job. They do. They do, and they're a strong um, team member. So we have that the multidisciplinary team where we bring law enforcement and child protective services and the DA's office together, and we're all working the, the child abuse investigations jointly and collaboratively. And they're a huge leader in these cases and, and and just such a strong part of our team. We couldn't do it without them. Let's go back to Children's Advocacy Center, just for those that don't know, because now we've pitched a, a fundraiser, an important fundraiser, <laughs> yes. too. Yes, uh, And And talked about this. Uh, and obviously, we're talking about child abuse cases, in case you didn't know. I think 
you know, you've been on enough, and I think people that really yeah, listen hopefully. to the show know. But let's talk about the role that the CAC plays yeah. in that process. So, yeah, I'm glad you, yeah, because you're right. We assume, but yeah, it's right. always, yeah. Um, so we're actually the one and only nonprofit in Lamar and Red River counties that is in the Texas Family Code to be a part of the child abuse investigation process. So we're bringing together, like I'd said, local law enforcement, child protective services, DA's office, and creating a multidisciplinary team. So they are working those cases jointly. They're sharing information um, they're talking about what services the children need. And then we provide the critical services those kids need as they're going through that investigation. Typically, that first starts with a child forensic interview. So if you think about it, in a child abuse investigation, CPS or law enforcement get the referral. Somebody needs to interview that child to find out, is this really going on? And if it is, what's all the details of it? So instead of all the different agencies interviewing that child over and over and over again, they bring them to us and we do that forensic interview with a trained professional interviewer that's designed to, you know, they know how to ask questions to a child that's not It's leading. already hard enough to ask a, a child a question, but it, the same guidelines exist that, you, you know, you would prefer in the criminal justice system is you can't ask a leading question. No, you can't. Because you're trying to elicit. You're trying to get an accurate response. Yeah, you want to get the full true story in the child's words, in, you know, from their memory and everything. And so that takes some specific questions and specific protocol in how we interview. And so it's only one person interviewing the child. Um, Law enforcement and CPS are there on site, you know, listening to it, but they're not in the room with the child. Um, And then they're able to take that interview and work the rest of their investigations. So, and then on our side of it, we will do, we'll provide services to the caregivers or the families. Um, just one basic information about how a child abuse investigation works, because that's something that, you know, unless you've unfortunately had that experience, you you don't know what to expect. You don't know what your crime victims' rights are, things like that. Right. Um, we'll get them into therapy. We now have two uh, full-time therapists at the center so the therapists are able to work with the children afterwards and just provide free counseling to help deal with the trauma of what happened to them. Uh, do y'all ever get confused with CASA for kids? Always. Yeah, I hear it in this building. <laughs> Always, all so the time. So explain the difference for everyone. So um, it's funny, a while back, Sharon Eubanks and I, we'd figured out this perfect way to, to explain it because we would interchangeably always be asked about it. Oh, yeah. I guess it happens the other way, too. It does. Yeah. It does. So we are at the very beginning of the child abuse investigation. We're working with both law enforcement and child protective services. So law enforcement is basically looking at, did somebody break the law? What does that punishment need to be? Does somebody need to go to jail? Basically, right. all of that stuff. Child Protective Services is looking at, is the child safe in the home that they are living in? So are those caretakers or guardians or parents, are they taking care of this child? Or is somebody in this home hurting this child? Um, And so CPS is looking at a more civil side to it, custody, basically. So if they decide that that child is not safe in this home, they have to remove and place into foster care, essentially. That's when CASA comes in and appoints a special advocate volunteer to work with that child and give recommendations to the court about what, you know, how long um, does this child need to remain in foster care? Um, When do they need to, when is it appropriate for them to go back home? Um, All of that journey in the foster care system. So that's kind of the difference. We're very, at the very initial beginning crisis, we think something's happened, let's figure it out. CASA comes in once a child's in foster care. 
you know, I was thinking about this as you were saying it. This is obviously an age-old problem, child abuse, uh, that we've become more conscious of ourselves to try to fix mm-hmm. as a, as humans. But at that time, still the the whole process for the child left them pretty victimless. I mean, how long have we been in this world where a child oh has gosh. an advocate? Because I think in the big picture of child abuse, mm-hmm. it's probably not very long. It's not very long because, unfortunately, child abuse has always happened. Right. Always. I mean, throughout time. Um, but we, we, we went through several centuries of get yes. over it. It happens to everybody. It does. I mean, or basically. just buck up and that yeah. life is hard and that kind of thing. And luckily, it's been since the 1980s, 1990s that it really started coming into focus on we need to do better. We need to. It's a serious matter. Don't buck up. Address it. You know, right. um, protect a child. And so it's really been with the last, I would say, yeah. 30, 40 years, so that everyone, and it obviously it gets and, better and, and better. And constantly fine-tuning it also. We are, yeah. That's what I was going to say is, of course, our center has only been in existence since 1999. And even through the time I've been here, you know, protocols and policies change. And we just are ingre- like constantly improving and figuring out, now this is a better way to do it. Now this is another better way to do it. And so constantly tweaking. When did the uh, the Manhattan Beach... That daycare center, you know the the most famous one that the, ended up being not true. Oh, uh, the the McMartin, McMartin preschool. That's it, McMartin. I was about to say there was How some in California was that? That too. Was in the late eighties. That was in the eighties. Yeah, 80s. that's kind of. Um, but it it, it kind of changed a lot of things too. It did. It changed a lot. Um, so that was kind of when people were starting to be like, we need to report this. But unfortunately, because nobody had experience in dealing with the child abuse investigations, it was it was handled very badly. Right. And, they, and that, not that for anyone's question. Yeah, exactly. And so and for those who, of course, have no clue what we're talking about, there was a, a couple of very high profile um, allegations made of, of there was one daycare in particular, but there's been a few others, actually, right. separate others places and people that have been accused of child abuse. Um, One we're talking about specifically was in a daycare setting. And because nobody knew how to really respond to this, it was very brand new that they're even going to investigate it. Law enforcement started asking a lot of leading questions, a lot of, um, you know, like, I'll give you a lollipop if you tell me, you know, what your friend Susie told me, and you know, a lot of coercion and things like that. And that really is what then kicked off we need to do so much better job in how we question kids. And th- there were and there were a lot of changes. I, I, there I was a ton, and just the 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 volume of research that has come from those very beginning years. You know, There's back a in the eighties. Sitting on this, that site now, by the way, is there really? Yeah, that's crazy. Because well, man, when we lived in California, our getaway was like South Bay and okay. had beaches there. And uh, one day, Kim said. I want to go see if that place is still there. Mm-hmm. And we went, and it's not. It's not? That's it's probably good, actually. Over, bulldozed, paved over, yeah. and there's a, like, a washmaster's kind that's, of car wash there. That's good. Yeah, so yeah. that was good. No marker, either. No marker, no Because that nothing. ended up being so bad for so many people. It was bad for the kids. It was. It, it was obviously being, bad for the— It ended the, up being bad for the cops because yeah. they didn't— They didn't know. No, they were only trying to do I, what they could. That makes the hair on everybody's neck yep. stand up. Yep. We don't want a child, anything Mm-mm. bad happening to a child. And if I get a whiff of that, somebody's mm-hmm. going to pay. Somebody's I mean, gonna that's pay, just yeah. our 
Yeah, it is. That's our our gut reaction. And unfortunately, like, I don't know if it's ever going to be figured out. I mean, it still happens point. with, we all watch Dateline. It happens oh, with yeah. homicides all the time. Oh, yeah. Detectives get tunnel vision. Yep. They, they look at a, a, some things and they yep. feel good that they're making a good assumption and it ends up being. It ends up being wrong. But they yeah. work from that standpoint the entire time. It is. And that's what makes it, then, so like what I was saying earlier, that's with adults, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when you deal with a, a child. Mm-hmm. You have to be super careful. You have to be really, because really, you can even accidentally lead them mm-hmm. and not even mean to. And so that's why our our forensic interviewers go through a ton of training in how to do the protocol we use, how to ask those questions. And it is geared in, you know, in ways where it is universal. So we're not focusing just on one person. Has anyone done something to you that you didn't feel comfortable with or you didn't want them to do? You know, so we're not, we recognize that allegations can be wrong. You know, anyone can make an allegation. That doesn't mean it really did happen. So um, the interview now is designed to to try to alleviate, try to uh, make sure we're not doing some of those mistakes because in the you, past. Because it's a... It's a- it's a sticky wicket because you've got that going on. You don't mm-hmm. want to lead the child, but also you've got a child that probably doesn't want to talk about it. Exactly. And it's a hard thing to make a decision to talk about this. Right. We've had so many people that tell us, uh, you know, they've, it happened to them when they were a child and they're in their fifties and just now talking about just it, now. Yeah. you know, and that's kind of the normal, that's the average. So, um, so yeah, there is a balance there of, of, not being leading of, of getting the child's, you know, information in their words, but also creating an environment that they feel safe and comfortable to talk about it. Well, again, it's, it's a tremendous service and uh, needs to be supported because it's not funded through the government. Definitely. No, we <laughs> definitely are a nonprofit organization. And so the soiree is our biggest fundraiser. Um, it used to be our only, and now we added a golf tournament when COVID happened. Yeah. <laughs> right after when COVID. We're going to keep doing it. I think it's great. We are. We're going to keep doing the golf tournament. This town loves but... a good golf tournament. I know. Who knew? Especially one that seems, uh, you know, for everyone, mm-hmm. that it's like, you don't Got, really have to know how yeah, to play you, golf. Yeah. You, right. Yeah. Or, you know, you just go out five or six times a year. Yeah. You can play in these tournaments. And, oh, yeah. And have a great time. Oh, definitely. And know you're helping a great cause. Yep. Definitely. So I'm that I'm that kind of golfer. And really? I, I don't even play five to six times. I play putt-putt. So I love putt-putt, too. <laughs> All right. So before we're going to go over the soiree stuff again here in a second. But if for those that may have missed it, and I don't think anybody did because we had the story on all the radio stations and websites, and so did ever. Thank you. you. Because, well, we're going to miss you. You're leaving. Oh, and she's leaving. That story. Yes. But, uh, you know, what's funny is, is that, uh, you know, every time we interview, you always, it always comes up about how long you've been doing this. It does. Well, and, and I started thinking about it afterwards. I mean, this is this this job has to be really hard sometimes. Oh, definitely. I mean, like yeah. mentally. Yeah. Not. Yeah, we hear some of the worst stories that y- there is to hear, and you know, have to then try to make sure you know try to help kids get find healing, find restoration. Um, hopefully, that you know, there's justice involved in that case. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's not all rainbows and sunshine. It, it definitely we're dealing with very hard stuff um and life-changing stuff but yeah um unfortunately you can only do it for so long and i've been doing it for 17 years now and then before that i was a child protective service worker in another state so you've always been doing it pretty much yeah yeah that's this has been my whole life yeah so um so yeah it's time for me to 
um, start another chapter. Um, and it's been a bittersweet decision. Have definitely. they named your successor yet? No, not yet. They're actually um, like still accepting applications, still accepting resumes um, for the moment. A good way to guilt my daughter into moving here. There you go. She should throw her hat. She in should. They're pretty dug in there, but are they? For those that don't know, every time we talk, my daughter comes up because she's been uh, uh, doing CPS work since mm-hmm. she got out of college, mm-hmm. and I don't want to give her age because she would kill me. But she would. You better not. I won't. Okay. Well, no, because it's depressing to me too. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, we all get older. She's a grown woman. <laughs> That's all I'll say. She'll appreciate that. She's had several years of experience she has in lots CPS. Of years of experience. I always just said several. You no, went to okay. the lots. Well, I think she's proud of her experience. This is she should tricky, be, especially if you don't want to give up your age. Exactly. Like me, I don't. I don't want anybody to know my age exactly. Within a while ago, I was like, I've been doing this for forty-two years. See, so yeah, seventeen. You can't help but sound like an old man when you say I've been. No, doing you really this for can't. Forty-two years. That's a good long while. So, but yes, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a different change. So, but I have, um, we have an amazing board of directors. We have an amazing yes, group do. of staff right now. Yep. Um, they're gonna, they're just gonna keep on going and doing all the great work that when, we've been doing. When is your, is it next March when you leave? End of March, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, good. You'll be there for the soiree. I definitely That's will good. be there for the soiree. But I bet you would come to next year's soiree. Oh, definitely. Yeah. CAC is something that has, yeah. You, we kind of joke about you drink the Kool Aid. Like, I've definitely drank the Kool Aid on this one. Um, it is my passion, it's my heart, and I'm always gonna support it no matter what else I do in life. That's great. Well, and then I hope you won't be a stranger around here. Oh, no, of course not. Maybe you can come be on the podcast. When you're done, Okay, you can come be on the podcast with me and Jenny Wilson. <gasps> That'd be fun. And uh, we don't necessarily just talk about community stuff. We're talking about... Like just well, chit-chatting? Like we're talking about TV. And uh, I know you don't get to watch a whole lot of TV. Well, no, but I might hear a little while. <laughs> yeah, so, see what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. Uh, Sweetheart Soiree, February 11th, Saturday, Love back at the Love Civic Center. Back at the Love Civic Center, yep. And tickets can be purchased where? They can go to our website at cacparis.org, or they can give us a call. Our office is 903-784-5787. Rebecca, thank you very much. Thank you. As always, thanks to Rebecca Peavy for stopping by. We're going to miss her, but we still have time to see her. Make sure you get your tickets to the Sweetheart Soiree. In the meantime, big event coming up next weekend, and that's going to be the big Tower City Comedy Festival and Dirt Man from KBUS had a chance to visit with Daryl Felsberg about that very thing. Tower City Comedy Festival is coming up January 26th through the 28th, and uh, we got a whole bunch of new type of shows this year. And one of them we're going to talk about this morning, Dirty, uh, is a new idea called the Hysterical Tours. And uh, what we've done is we've rented the uh, trolley from the city of Paris and the uh, Chamber of Commerce. And we're taking the trolley around, and it's going to be a, a guided tour uh, with some stand-up. But the guided tour is going to be done by comics who don't know anything about the history of Paris. They're just going to make it up as they go along. Okay. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really funny. And the only way you can get on the hysterical tours is you have to have an all-access pass. So you got you got to go to the website. you go to Tower City Comedy Festival dot com and order an all access pass that gets you uh, into every show during the festival, including the hysterical tours. That's awesome. Yeah. How many uh, how many shows and how many times are you going to do this tour? Uh, there's only going to be a couple. Okay. Okay. So you got to get on it. It's been sponsored by uh, Sunday in Paris, the only uh, 
ice cream shop in Paris, Texas. And uh, we're going to be uh, picking up from there and dropping off uh, from their location. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's something totally different. You know what? It may be super awesome and really, really funny, um, or it might be super terrible, but still really, really funny. Right. Uh, we are we are not one hundred percent certain, but we're looking forward to trying it anyway. Right now, if you want to do that, you have to. Do you have to specify you want to do that when you buy your tickets, or or what? The only the only way you can get on that is you have to have an all access pass. Yeah. Okay. And you buy you buy those on the website, and that gives you access to everything that happens during the festival. All right. And everything. What, okay. And what time is this going to happen? Uh, it'll be Saturday afternoon at. Uh, Two o'clock and then three o'clock and four o'clock right. are the time slots we have right now. All right, gotcha. So yeah, that's and that's just one part of the festival. There's so many other shows. There's roast battles going on. There's uh, which we'll talk uh, later in the week about those and and uh, the off the cuff shows and and then our headliner shows. It's just it's just a weekend of laughter, just mm-hmm. nonstop. Sounds like you put a lot of what a lot of work into this, Daryl. This is our fifth year, man. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the first year we did it. It was just kind of a, hey, let's put a thing together for fun. And then it became, oh, God, people want to do this. And then, holy smokes, we have a full-time job now. Yeah. And uh, now it's uh, it's just kind of gotten out of my hands. It's just gigantic. And we're excited for it. That'll wrap it up for this week's Red River Valley today. We will see you again next week. Have a great week. You've been listening to Red River Valley Today, a public service of East Texas Broadcasting. If you have suggestions for a guest, email eric at easttexasradio.com. That's eric at easttexasradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week, right here on Red River Valley Today. This podcast is a production of East Texas Broadcasting. Find more at easttexasradio.com. Thank you.